Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the JKWD podcast. We're brought to you today by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash JKWD. Get your free audiobook free month at Audible. It's audibletrial.com slash JKWD. Hey, if we had to come up with some with some uh, suggestions here, uh, our guest today throws out a lot of names. I mean, you can go get yourself some Tony Robbins. You can go get yourself some Grant Cardone. You can go get yourself some Simon, Simon Sinek. Ah, man, yeah, all kinds of stuff in here. Holy crow. Um, Kelvin, how are you? I'm excited. <laughs> I'm just going to put it like that because that interview we just did was so energizing, man. And, and uh, that, uh, you know, that kind of takes – it kind of made me forget about all the other little diddly things I had going on in my in in my life. So all I can think of right now is how energizing that uh, that interview was, and how much our folks are going to enjoy that sucker when we let them get to it. Right? Yeah. So we talked to Sean Douglas of of the Success Corps, and uh, you know he'll uh, we talk, he, he talks for a while about that. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. Uh, but, <laughs> But look out for big things from this guy because, um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we do make some some reference to dates in there. We recorded this back on April 17th, and, and it's almost a month later by the time you're hearing this. So, um, yeah, he's, he's probably – He's probably a billionaire by now, and and we missed it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now we should probably warn him. There are a couple of, you know, this internet connection thing is is crazy. Yeah, we had a, a couple, had a couple of, of glitches. Oh, you can kind of hear his kids yelling in the background a little bit. It's all right. Yeah, we let life happen here. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I'm, I'm, I was talking about the actual internet connection yeah. thing with the little thingy. So you may we may spot out. Um, you know, for a second here and there, but uh, he he's good about repeating enough that you don't miss anything. That's right. So, well, yeah, I guess without further ado, then we'll just say enjoy, get it, have fun. Yeah. We'll catch you again later. <laughs> here with Sean Douglas, U.S. Air Force. Thank you for serving. And I just got regaled with a nice story with, with the stories of Sean and, and our own Kelvin Ringgold, who is retired Air Force veteran. Thank you both. Um, I haven't had that much fun talking in, in a long time. <laughs> Sean joins us from the Success Corps. He's a master resilience trainer. He is the host of Life Transformation Radio and author of Decisions, The Power to Overcome Self-Defeating Behaviors. And, uh, you know, everybody's got Google. You can all look up Sean Douglas. But, Sean Douglas, why don't you introduce yourself since you're going to do it so much better than I did? <laughs> no, no, you're way good, man. Um, yeah, so I'm an I'm a inspirational speaker and master resiliency trainer. I teach mental, physical, social, and spiritual resilient skill sets that empowers you to withstand, recover, and grow through the face of adversity, life transformation radio. Life transformation radio is a live online radio show that, uh, you know, we talk about the, about your transformation. We talk about uh, the roller coasters, the ups and downs, the emotional, uh, things that you go through as you go through a transformation. And, uh, and we talk about where you were, where you are now and where you're headed. And, uh, it's a really cool show, man. Listen to in seven different countries. Wow. Um, so I'm, I'm super, uh, excited. Excellent. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to steal a, a question from your show uh, okay. immediately. Why? <laughs> so <laughs> in, uh, my why is, is, is pretty, multifaceted. So, uh, in 2008, so I'm a suicide survivor and, uh, and I talk about that in my book. I'm a suicide survivor. In 2008, I tried to take my life. Um, I didn't have a purpose. I didn't have a 
why I didn't have a passion. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I was just in the air force. I was going to work every day, coming home, uh, not a great home life because I was still drinking and, and, and doing things that I shouldn't as a, as a newly married person, um, with some kids, you know? And so that experience put me on the trajectory from where I, to where I are, where I am now. So when you go through adversity, you will unlock gifts and talents that you never knew existed. And that's what happened for me. When I went through my adversity, I didn't know how I was, I was going to overcome. I didn't know what was going to happen. And so going through the transformation that I went through, I had people in my corner pushing me forward, cheering me on, sitting in my front row going, come on, dude, you got this, you know? And so the people who would help me the most said, dude, you need to go be a drill instructor because you have an amazing testimony. You'd overcome, you know, so much stuff, you know, in these past, you know, almost a year, man, you should really, you should really take this on. And so I became a drill instructor from 2009 to 2013. And during 2009, I fell in love with teaching, training, coaching, mentoring. I got into self-development, John Maxwell books and, and Dale Carnegie. And I just, I fell in love with the fact that my life has purpose because people are, are waiting for me to make the right decision. People are waiting for me to give them direction. You know, p people say, you know, well, I have purpose because you know, people are relying on me because, you know, my wife and kids are relying on me. Right. I'm not downplaying that, but I literally have the entire Air Force. That's how I looked at it. Like bigger picture. As a drill instructor, I have the entire Air Force counting on me to make sure that I do a really good job in training these newly coming in brand new, new trainees and developing, developing them into military leaders and then pushing them to tech school and, and beyond. Right. And so, and so basically what it is, is I found my purpose and passion in basic training. And I love speaking. I love going out to different conferences. I love attending conferences. Even if I'm not speaking because I meet so many awesome people there who are kind of like-minded. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's, that's my why, man. I, I never really had a purpose or direction. I was just in the Air Force. And this is what I want to do. And I don't know what else I'm going to do after this. I and mean, this is, you know, whatever. Outside of basic training, at the end of my career, I was like, I found my purpose. I found my passion. I want to inspire the uninspired and motivate you to live your brand. When I say live your brand, I mean finding opportunities every day to live out the values that you hold in your heart. That's your brand, whatever it be, family, love, honesty, integrity. Um, you know, that, that is your brand. Whatever values you hold in your heart, that is your brand. So if you can find ways to live out your values every day, I call it living your brand. I'm trying to trademark that. It's kind of expensive, but it's live your brand. <laughs> we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> so, so let right, me we'll stick it on there with a, with a little TM. And see I'm, I'm going to ask you what probably sounds like a silly question. No was, silly questions. I was going to say a stupid question, but I don't ask those. Um, you said you found your values. How did you manage to define those? You, you, um, you know, I'm a big believer that we do what, our values are whether we realize it or not. Yeah. So a lot of people uh, fail because they don't actually know what their values are. So if they do something that is contrary to their values, it'll fail, but they won't know why. Right. So, so how did you actually go about defining your values? So as I was talking to people in training and I said, you know, uh, like we go through drill classes, go through academic classes, you know, and, and I was huge into that, you know, so why are you here? Like, why are you going to join my air force, you know, do the you know, drill instructor thing. But it, at first it was just words. Why are you here? Rah, 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 you know, but as I got more experience and I got more personable at some point with the trainees, you know, I was like, why are you here? He's like, well, you know, my dad and we don't have a great relationship and, well, my mom, you know, I come from a broken home and I, I was like, this is my way to get away. And I didn't make it into college. So this is my, I'm like, wow. Like people literally like, this is emotional for them. This is personal. And you will not be successful at anything you do until it becomes personal. When it is personal to you, that is your values. So to me, like my wife, my kids, you know, family, like values, God, my family, people, relationships, like 
those are all like right there, but God being number one. And then right after that is like my wife, my kids, everything I do is for them. You know, when she, when she says, man, you, you're, you're working so much and you're on your radio show and you're doing this and you got to go meet this guy and you got to like, but, but I'm doing the things now that people don't so that I can live the life later that people can't, you know what I'm saying? That's why I do what I do now. And I put so much heart and soul into it now. And I'm relentless in the pursuit of what sets my soul on fire. And my values are just that my values, God, family, relationships, love, and I want to inspire the uninspired. That is what I'm all about. I want, to, I want my life to have purpose and meaning. And when I go away, I want people to say, man, I, I don't know what I would do without that guy. At the end of my life, I want someone to say, I did not give up because of you, because of you, whatever it may be. But because of you, because of what you did, you know, I didn't give up or, you know, whatever. That's what I want my life to mean. Wow. So outside of the Air Force, which, yeah, I'm guessing you don't get to pick a lot of who you meet and who <laughs> you. Right, um, where are you finding the uninspired and how are the uninspired firing, finding you? So I do resilience classes um, every quarter. So every couple of months, I'll hold a two-day resilience course on the Air Force Base. Okay. And, and I'll send out feelers like, hey, if you're going through an adversity, if you're going through struggle, if you're trying to overcome an addiction, you know, they'll send me guys that are like going through an alcohol dependency program. You know, I was like, hey, man, you need a resiliency training, man. Come on for two days. For two days, you're going to learn from me and a couple other guys. And, and we're going to rock your world, man. And, uh, and whenever, whenever they leave, they're like, dude, I need, I had a guy break down in class one time. It was, man, God did not equip me with the emotional capacity to bury either mother or child. Like it, it just, it's not going to happen. I wasn't equipped with that. I had a guy who was seven months pregnant. Um, his wife, they knew, and this is not, this is not something that they, they, they just found out. This is something that they've known for a while. And she is seven months pregnant. And he says, it is not going to survive. Uh, the liver, the heart, the lungs, they just never developed. They got this, they got this, they got all these problems, whatever. It's going to die. And I don't know if it's going to live for five minutes, for an hour. If it's not going to live, like, I don't, we don't know. Like, we don't know. And he starts breaking down. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. But I know the skills that I'm learning here are going to help me. And I had to leave the room. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh my God. Like, I can't imagine what you're going through. Like, you know, cause when you're pregnant, you're feeling the baby kick. You're like, Oh my God, they're going to grow up to be president. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be all these amazing things. They're going to pick out these clothes. They can't do any of that. They're going to carry it. And then it's going to die. And that is it. Mm. Future. That's, I can't imagine all torment that a person goes through. So what do you give a person like that? So, yeah. So we just, we just talked about, having an attitude of gratitude and knowing that there's a purpose and a meaning behind everything because in order, in order for you to get through something like that, you have to be a master of meaning. You have to, if, if you assign the wrong meaning to a situation like that, you will put it on you saying, I'm the reason why this happened. And then because of that, you go into a downward spiral because you're putting blame on you. It's something that you did. Like everything, I firmly believe that everything happens for a reason. As cliche as that sounds, everything happens for a reason. Yep. So, you know, just have attitude of gratitude and say, I'm thankful for the opportunity to even have a child because some people can't have children. I'm thankful for the opportunity. I'm thankful that I produced a life. You know, I mean, you could go through all these things where people are like, I'm just, this sucks. And you're right. It does suck. But there's two things in life you can't get mad at or get sad at. Things you can change and things you can't change. If you can change it, change it. Change it for the better. Change it for whatever you want it. If you can't change it, then you have to accept it and move on. And so we talked a lot about acceptance. We talked a lot about mindfulness and meaning making because mindfulness and meaning making are two things that people fail at the most in life. They assign the wrong meanings. Well, this person hurt me and this is why because I'm this horrible person. With you, they're just they're just a crappy person. Like <laughs> they they hurt you because they suck at life, not you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. <laughs> <laughs> saying I, I know some of those no <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think we all do <laughs> um let's talk a little bit about acceptance sure because that's probably one of the hardest things in life for people to do just to uh just to accept i go like you know what it's thursday it's raining that's a fact 
what does that actually mean? I don't assign a meaning to that. It is, and we go from that. So right. acceptance is tough for people because when they get, um, you know, as you just said, when they when they uh, uh, don't like it for whatever reason, I, I like to talk a lot about mindset and. Oh yeah, the, the, the fact that you didn't really choose your mindset; somebody gave it to you, and you just haven't examined it yet to make it yours. Um, but um, how do you work with that? To talk to me a little bit about uh, how a person can learn to use acceptance and and move forward rather than wallow in it. Acceptance is all about having a fixed or a growth mindset. A lot of times, what you hear is, "Well, that's the way that we've always done it. Like that's why we keep doing it that way because that's the way we've always done it." And nobody thinks about it. Nobody goes into a company and says, I'm going to get hired at this job. I'm going to get hired at this manufacturing plant. You know, let's call it Ford. I'm going to get hired at Ford. And I think what I'm going to do is while I'm there and I'm the lowest man on the totem pole, I'm going to reshape the entire process we make cars. I think that's what I'll do. Nobody does that. Like nobody goes into a company and says, I'm going to do this. It comes after the fact. It comes after the fact where you're like, I think something is wrong here. I think I, I, think I know a way that I can do it better but I'm too scared to say anything. Um, but I think I just hold on. I think, I don't know. Maybe I'll play with it a little bit later, you know? And then later, but later it comes around and you're like, okay, I know I can fix this process. And then you go to somebody and say, Hey, I can fix this process. It's like, cool, let's fix it. Right. Ideal. That's kind of the way it goes. The opposite is I know I can do it better and I'm going to be bitter. You guys don't know and screw these guys. And now you're a bitter employee. Right. You, you, uh, you you dropped out there for a second. Oh, sorry. Um, what I was saying was, you, you know, people hold on to that. Like, I know I can do it better. And they do, and they go the wrong way with it and say, uh, I know I can do it better and you suck and your company sucks and I'm going to go do it better. And, you know, have this like bad attitude about it. Mm-hmm. Acceptance is either fixed mindset where you have like a bad attitude. Like this is the way we've always done it as a leader. This is the way we've always done it. And I'm not changing. Or you're the employee that says, well, this is stupid and I know I can do it better. So screw you. Or you have the growth mindset, which is open to new ideas, new opportunities, takes in the feedback as well as gives it right. It's that two way communication. Mm -hmm. And when you have a, when you have a growth mindset, you don't mind getting out of your comfort zone, which is what a lot of people hate to do. They don't want to get out of their comfort zone because it's not normal. And your brain's reaction to it will prevent you from, from growing because your brain's like, oh my God, danger, danger, abort, abort, you know? <laughs> We've had a lot of conversations about that lately. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> acceptance is all about having a fixed or growth mindset. See, I have a fixed mindset of my values. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, except that if something in my values changes and I don't change with my values, then I'm going to be stuck. You know what I'm saying? Right, but being so, able to recognize that is real important. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because sometimes the values change. You know, for example, if you value friendship, that's cool. Value friendship. Got it. Some people will take it a step further and say, I value Josh and Kelvin. Like I value these guys and you know, this is, this is, I, I can't live without them. You know what I mean? Then you go into, you know, life and you see all the time bands break up all the time. You know what I mean? People just hate at a different season of my life and um, I go do my own thing or I got to, you know, whatever. Things happen. Um, having that fixed mindset says, oh my gosh, like I can't believe, I can't believe you're going to break up the band. Like you're, you're ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, like it's a personal thing to them instead of growing with them and say, look, my values changed. Maybe I'm not into the same music. You know, maybe, maybe my heart is going in a different direction and, and I'm sorry, but you know, I've done that with a lot of people. I've done it with a lot of people that say, look, man, I'm going in this different direction. If you want to go, let's do it, dude. Let's elevate each other along the way. If not, deuces. Yeah. Excellent. Wow. I, I don't, I don't even have a comeback for that. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, um, Wow. Okay, Josh, you say so, something. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, this is not usually a speechless crew over here. No. Um, <laughs> so, so you told us before you started that um, you'd about before we started recording here that uh, that we that you got four years left in the service. 
um, or so before yep. before they let you out um, of your own free will and accord. And uh, and uh, you know, you, you've you started this you know, this motivational business uh, for, you know, with the radio show and the and the book and uh, your speaking and all that. Um, where's it where's it going to be in four years five years ten years um what what's going to be the next step and what is all that extra free time going to going to mean for you in five years i will impact one million people that is my goal in the next three years i will talk on the ted stage that is my goal that is my dream actually my dream is to talk on the ted stage that is my that is my dream if i could accomplish that then I would be, I w- it would be mic drop for me. I mean, that, that would be, that would be the end all be all for me because well, what happens if you hit that in the next three years, what, what's next? I mean, are you, are you done? Do you need a whole new dream or do you? Yeah, I get a whole new dream. So, okay. So let's say, uh, let's say this year, let's say this year I, I, I get a chance to be a TEDx speaker, right? I talk on the TED stage. I have fulfilled my dream. How can I take that a step further? I've already been a TED speaker. Maybe I do it again. Maybe I apply for somewhere else to be a TED talk speaker. Or maybe I just host a TEDx event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, send me your address. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. Like, I mean, do you ever stop? Like, oh, I'm at my goal. Well, a lot of people do. And, That's so and bad. no more purpose for the rest of their life. That's so bad. <laughs> Take it a step further. Like, exactly. like if you, okay, okay. I, I'm, I, ooh, goosebumps, <laughs> I'm goosebumps right now. <laughs> and maybe, you know, we may have Yo. put in some of the, some of the video here, Josh, you know, Yo. <laughs> dude. So, so look, you, you did, okay. You got to develop a five-year plan. Okay. Five-year plan is where do I see myself in five years? In five years from now, it will be, April 17th, 2022, because I suck at math. So it's 20, I'm literally going to count it right now. 2022, okay? So it is 2022, I'm assuming. April 17th, 2022. I have already been retired from the Air Force. I am crushing every stage that I speak on. I am inspiring thousands of people at a time. And at some point, I will sell out a 3,000 audience arena area, whatever. Right in ten years, I will sell out ten thousand person arenas, so like like Tony Robbins. Like I want to be synonymous with Tony Robbins, not because Tony Robbins is, is the category king. No one's, no one's ever going to beat Tony Robbins. Mm. Just like John Maxwell is never going to be dethroned as the top leadership speaker. I don't care who you are. I mean, literally, John Maxwell is the leadership category king when it comes to speaking. I would love to be certified as a John Maxwell trainer and speaker. I would love to be certified as a Zig Ziglar legacy speaker. You know, I had Tom Ziglar on my show and we were literally talking about that. I'm like, you are like, you are the guy when it comes to leaving a legacy and and a family and an inspiration, motivation, you are the guy underneath that would be like Les Brown, you know, but Tony Robbins is like the business guy. You know, he's like Grant Cardone. He's like the business guy. You know, and I, it's funny when I'm like, you know who Tony Robbins is, you know, you know who he is. People are like, no, like, who's that? <laughs> like, what? Like, are you kidding me? They're like, you, you talk about like, like the, the big guy, like, like he's on stage, like the speaker dude. Like, yeah, that guy's like, yeah, I've never seen him, but I mean, I, I, I guess I kind of know the name. Like, I want people to know me so much that they get pissed off that, that they see my face. <laughs> yeah, you you do sound. Oh, like there's Grant that Cardone. guy again. <laughs> I just yeah. I just listened to Grant Cardone last last month and uh, the 10x. Uh, oh, 10x track. growth conference. Oh, oh man, man. That was, that's wild. I'd love to go. So, man, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing that. I like the way you over there shivering when you you did that. <laughs> <laughs> just wiggling around because you got so much to say and so much energy to say it. You can't sit still. I like that kind of thing. See, yeah, you're very inspirational. You should you should be a speaker. <laughs> I should do that. I'm gonna try. All right, we got. Uh, I don't want to interrupt this, but we just got a ten-minute warning a couple yeah. of ago. So we might have to keep going. We can do say, yeah, we, we go. one of two things. We can either stop this here, yeah, and come back on. Yes. Yeah. Let's just do let's that. Let's do that. So that way, we'll then we'll get another forty-five minutes because you we we we're enjoying talking to you. So I'm going <laughs> to end the show for all parties. 
And then I'm going to come right back up in like three minutes and we will continue. Same link. Okay. I'm looking for the numbers. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Be right back. All here. All right. Hey, oh, hey, oh, the gang's in. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Excellent. Let's, uh, Josh, did you have something? No, 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 go right ahead. All right. So, um, God, I forgot what the heck I was going to say. I don't know. Keep talking. I'll come back to it. Well, in that case, I'm going to say. So so what's your TED Talk on? Uh, So my TED Talk is going to be on, uh, it's kind of multifaceted. Again, I kind of like do things you know, in in a bunch of different ways. But what I'm going to talk about is basically not because somebody already did like a discovering your purpose is kind of overplayed or whatever. So I want to design, I'm still thinking of a catchy title, but I want to, um, I want to basically like when I go to conferences and stuff, I'll have either like discovering your life's purpose. Um, like a subtitle of like, a blueprint to success or flip flop it and go a blueprint to success, discovering your life's purpose, you know? And it basically talks about the attitude of gratitude, values based goals and the board of directors. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the board of directors and run with that. And um, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to take the board of directors and run with that as a Ted talk, but I I don't, I want to call it the board of directors. You know, I, I might call, I don't know the blueprint to success, developing your personal board of directors. I don't know, something like that. But that's kind of where I want to go. You know, I did a, uh, a podcast recently that talked about mastermind, uh, and, and nobody makes it without a mastermind. I'm assuming that you being Sean Douglas, that you haven't done a – you didn't w- just wake up one morning and go, huh, I'm pretty good. Let me put all this stuff together by myself, which is – Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so when you're talking about uh, – the your success to what degree um does your mastermind which i'm going to assume is your board of directors but i've been wrong before um uh, play in in putting you i mean you're in the air force you're active duty air force it is probably virtually unheard of for someone in your what what, what uh, you're uh you're a tech sergeant you say right yes yeah. yeah so for someone in your quote-unquote status to be also a nationally known or internationally known motivational speaker and you're still on active duty. Yeah. So, so tell us about that whole process on how you overcame, you know, where you were and got to where you are. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like I said, you know, in basic training, I fell in love with speaking and teaching and training and all that stuff. And I was like, man, I really want to see if I can like do this for real, like outside of, you know, my, my immediate, you know, whatever. And it started with just literally one of the other drill instructors was like, Hey man, can you, can you come and motivate my flight? Cause my, my, my flight's like really stupid. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I can't fix stupid, but I, I'll try, you know? <laughs> and so, um, and they were like a God awful flight. Like it just happens sometimes where you have like team, cause you don't, you don't get to pick, right. you know, it's not like you're picking dodgeball. Like I'll take Josh and I'll take him and I'll take, Oh yeah, that guy over there. I'll take him too. Like it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. The air force just goes, here's 50 people, make them a team, you know? And so we're, we're charged with taking 50 people who've never met and molding them into a well-oiled machine in like seven, eight weeks. But it's really tough to do when you have a lot of stupid people or (laughs) you have a lot of, you have a lot of people who have horrible communication skills Uh and you have horrible like upbringings and backgrounds and like all that stuff, you know? And so it, 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 I mean, it's an art. It really is. It's, it's an art for you to get 50 people to in eight weeks, help each other out. And so I started motivating other people's flights. So like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know? And then I go to different squadrons. I go to different areas of the base. Like, Hey, we need a guest speaker. I'm like, I'll speak, you know? And so I did. And then it really started taking off towards like, I don't know, 2012, 2013, I was judging the junior ROTC drill meets all over Texas. And so I go to these drill meets and I'm motivating the cadets and, and, you know, and stuff like that. And like, Hey, would you want to come to our high school? I'm like, absolutely. Like tomorrow, 
Uh, <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, literally, like I'm going to Jacksonville, North Carolina tomorrow morning, and I'm going to drill the crap out of these um, ROTC cadets down there in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Uh, it's going to be like an all-day thing. I'm going to have multiple ones. I'm going to I'm going to put them through a through an Air Force basic training drill um, control of a flight. Like I'm I'm just going to like I'm going to drill the crap out of them mm. just like we do in basic training. You know, so they they don't even know what's coming. And um, <laughs> and so it's just somebody I met was like, man, can, you know, can you help me out? It's not that they don't know the drill. It's just they need an extra motivation. Uh-huh. And when they meet someone like me and they're like, Oh my God, like, <laughs> you kidding me? You know, I'm like, here's what we're going to do. Rawr! You know? And they're just like, Oh my God. So I, 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 it's like shock and awe. You know what I mean? I do the same thing when I go on stage, I go on stage and I'm like, hello. And people are like, Oh my God, who's this guy? You know? And then I start calming down and I start talking to him, you know, motivate, motivate. And then I end on a high level. So I start high and I kind of go low and then I start going right back up. And, uh, and I, fell in love with the, with the inspiring moments that, that when you say something and it finally clicks, when something finally clicks on somebody, you know, that's, that's what I chased. That's what I, that's what I, um, I love that. Oh my God. I love that. So basically how I did it outside of the air force was, was just that meeting people, going to high schools, going to, you know, all that stuff. And then when I become a master resiliency trainer, you know, I was like, like, I'm, I'm going to make my move because basic training is like sun up, sun down. Like you don't really have a lot of time, right. um, except for on the weekends or maybe you get like a, Hey, cover my flight. I'm gonna go do this. So I had a lot more time, but I was more developed as a speaker because for four years, that's what I did every day was I spoke and trained. And I mean, literally every day is what I did. So speakers, I don't know about, about some speakers, but some speakers, they just, you know, it, they do it once or twice a week or they'll give like a hundred different speeches a year. I did it every single day. I was teaching a drill class, an academic class. I was on the drill pads screaming at the kids because they messed up some kind of movement. Um, I was in the day rooms, you know, handing out mail, um, you know, motivating them, talking about like, you know, tomorrow we got this, tomorrow we got this. So every day of my life for four years was spent teaching, training, speaking, cultivating my skills, because in order for you to be successful, one of the rules of success is to exploit your gifts and talents and sharpen your skills. And so I found a gift and talent that I never knew existed. I found a gift and talent that I was damn good at. I never knew that I, I was like, I didn't know I'd be this good. In 2010, I won the Instructor of the Year Award. And I was like, dude, this is like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm living life. When you wake up for your passion and for your purpose, you'll never work a day in your life. It is something that you want to do every single day of your life. You'll never work. Never went to work. I, I would wake up, energized, ready to go. Yeah, sometimes sucks. Um, you know, waking up at three o'clock in the morning sucked. Coming home at nine o'clock at night and missing my kids and stuff. You know, my wife sucked. Um, but it, it was part of it. You know, she she may not think so. You know, but it, it sucked. You know. Uh, being away all the time and, and getting headaches because you're screaming at people or wondering like, man, how am I going to get this flight? Like, this is, this is emotional because I cannot get this flight to, to click. And then one day it just clicks, you know, and you're like, cool, <laughs> you know, but I took what I learned there and I went outside of the air force and I said, I want to do this full time or part time, whatever. I want to do this thing. Like, I really want to do this. So 2014, I decided I'm like, all right, let me, let me, let me get into the resilience skills. Let me, let me learn everything I can about the positive psychology. Let me read some books like, um, uh, let's see, like, like bounce bounce is a great book is a resilient book. Uh, there's one called the happiness advantage sitting on my bookshelf right now. I got to read this book. It's called the happiness advantage mm-hmm. by Sean Adger. And it just talks about having a mindset of resilience and, and bouncing back because basically you're someone's resilience. The definition of resilience is your ability to withstand, recover and grow through the face of adversity, stress and life changing demands. And that's what I do. I empower people to do this. I empower people to live resilience. And so when you have a resilient mindset, it's just your ability to bounce back. That's that shorthand version. Your ability to bounce back. Bounce back from adversity, bounce back from whatever. Bounce back. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I started getting into these books, man, and I started, you know, just 
you know, reading and reading and getting positive psychology. And there's so much research on positive mindsets and so much research on how one becomes because it's a learned behavior. You have to learn how to be resilient. Nobody's born resilient. You have to learn to be resilient. And so how do you do that? And so I teach these, these set of skills that, uh, that allows someone to be resilient. And, uh, and I said, this is what I want to do. I found this passion and purpose and that's what I want to do. So in 2016, I said, well, 2015, I did a little bit of planning. I was like, maybe I should write a book. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I want to do, but I know. And so basically that's what I did in 2000. planning started making my, okay, what do I need to do? What? Yeah. We, I, I think you've been cutting up a little bit there. I'm losing you a little oh. bit. So we, we missed the whole part where you said, maybe I should write a book and then everything after that. Okay. So <laughs> I wonder what, that is 2015 i put like i was have in place in 2015 i said okay I figure out what i need to do to be successful so what keys do i have to have what tools do i have to have what pieces do i have to have in place and so i did that and uh and so yeah that's what i was that's what i was doing in, at the end of 2015 and then in 2016, I started writing a book. Uh, I wasn't sure how I was going to do it, but I mean, God put it in my heart. Says, this is what you're going to write on. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're, you know what I mean? And so I wrote my book from the end of January until it was published in September. In September 2016, I wrote my book, Decisions, The Power to Overcome Self-Defeating Behaviors, because everybody has self-defeating behaviors. And the problem is that some people's self-defeating behaviors are so exaggerated that it holds them back from stepping into their full potential and they're going to be stuck where they are. They, they just, there's no uh, way around being successful unless you overcome those behaviors that stop you. For example, the biggest one is that people can compare their journeys to somebody else. Well, I want to be a speaker. How come Tony Robbins is getting $50,000, $60,000 a gig? How come I can't do that? This is crazy. I'm just not going to be a speaker anymore. Yeah, it kind of doesn't work that way. <laughs> Tony yeah. Robbins didn't come out the womb speaking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> John Maxwell and Zig Ziglar and Les Brown and, and Grant Cardone and Simon Sinek and Michael Port. And, you know, these guys didn't come out the womb speaking with a microphone. Like they had to learn their trade, learn their skills. You know, people just think, oh, I'm going to be a video gamer. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a video gamer programmer. I'm going to be, I'm going to be this person. I'm going to be this. Oh, I'm going to be this motivator, you know, and then they try to do it and they suck at it. They're like, well, I'm just not going to do it because it's stupid. No, it's not stupid. You just don't know what to do. Everybody has to start somewhere. Kind of like people who are like fat and go to the gym, you know, like I can't go to the gym. I'm too big. But you got to start somewhere, <laughs> you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't born with pectoral muscles like that. You know what I mean? In his earlobes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan did not look like that when he was six years old. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't look like that when he was 15. He looked like that when he was 20. You know, I mean, it took, it, it just, you know, it, it's, it's an evolution. It's a transformation. And so I always, I always tell people like, you absolutely have to, it is, it is invaluable that you get a mentor. Don't ever try to do things on your own. I, I put pieces in place because I was following people on Facebook. I was following people on YouTube. I was looking. I was like, what do I need to be a speaker? Go to eHow. You know, go to WikiHow. Go to whatever. Figure out what it takes and then find people who are doing exactly what you're doing. Follow the successful people. You know who the successful people are. In order for you to be successful at anything that you want to do, that's the number one thing I tell people to do. Find a mentor and get around people. Meet people. Talk to people who are doing the same thing that you want to do. Otherwise, you're going to make all kinds of mistakes. You're going to make all kinds of of wrong turns and, and you're just going to be lost and you're going to be like, this is discouraging and this is stupid and this sucks. Whether it be pride, whether it be whatever, but you just have to ask and, and you'll meet people who are willing 
to help you. Like I, people can, people can call, call me, text me, shoot me an email. What, I don't care. I'll help you, whatever. But I've met people that are like, oh, dude, I can so help you, man. Like, like I got this. You need, you need to learn how to do a podcast or, oh, you want to be a speaker or motivator? Dude, I will, dude, I will help you. Give me $5,000. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Give me, tell you what, for $1,000, I will, hey, look, my monthly coaching fee is $250. For $250, I'll talk to you forever you want. For $500, I'll do it for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you pay me $500, I'll just do everything myself. You know what I mean? But for $250, I'll coach you. Because I believe the value is in coaching. You know what I'm saying? People are like, why isn't it $500 and, and, and you'll coach and $250, you'll just do Okay, the value is in the coaching. Because not only am I cultivating a relationship, but on the backside, I'll get a referral. So this guy helped me. This guy, you know what I'm saying? And so I'll get a referral or maybe not, whatever. I don't really care. Um, but at some point, my character will speak so loud that nobody will hear anything I'm saying. That's, that's, that's one of my goals. I want my character to speak so loud that nobody hears anything that's coming out of my mouth. So I just, I want, I want to be a person of value. And that's what I do every day. So yeah, it's hard to answer. That's the longest answer I've ever given to a question. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so proud you were here with us. To <laughs> but yeah, man, I just, I, I do, I do whatever because, because rule number 10 for the rules of success is make it happen. No matter what, if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. No matter what. Eric Thomas, I don't know if you all know who Eric Thomas is. We're both from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Eric Thomas, I'd love to meet Eric Thomas. Love to have him on my radio show, man. I'd love anybody has a connection to Eric Thomas, man, hook me up. So Eric Thomas is an amazing, amazing motivational speaker. And he's like 50,000 just to get booked, right? So he talks about how a football player wanted to be a great football player. And this, this you know, Hall of Fame coach, whatever, was like, I can help you. Come meet me here on the beach the next day. So the next day, football player comes in a suit. This guy comes in wearing, you know, shorts and a T-shirt, whatever. He's like, why you, why you dress like that? He's like, well, you know, you got to dress for success. He's like, okay, I get that. You dress for success. Um, let's go out here. Goes into the water and dunks this dude underwater and holds his head under the water. And he is fighting. The guy is fighting to get air. The guy, I mean, he is like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Like, so many thoughts are probably running through this guy's head. And so he pops up out of the water. He's like, what do you, what'd you do that for? The coach says, if you want it bad enough, as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. If you don't want it as bad as you want to breathe, you're going to fail. And even though you fail, and, and that's fine, you know, I mean, we fail at stuff all the time. It's great. But if you want it bad enough, you will overcome that failure. And if you want it bad enough, as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And, and so that's I'm relentless in the pursuit of what sets my soul on fire and speaking and coaching and training is what sets my soul on fire. And I, and, and I am building a business around that passion. That's why my tagline for the six, the success core mm-hmm. and, it, and, it, and the patch is like kind of military related, right? Yeah. That's why it's unlock your full potential and elevate your life because you have to be relentless. Unlock your full potential. Your life is a hundred percent elevated. We only go at half speed. I believe that people only go at half speed. Well, I, I kind of, okay, I accomplished what I wanted to, and I'm good. But I don't need to go anymore. Like you said, people just drop off. You know, um, if anybody, okay, I have, I have a call to action real quick. I just thought about this. It's a call to action. I'm going to hijack this. All right. Anybody ever tells you goals, punch them in the throat. And say that again because I think okay. we lost it. <laughs> if anybody ever tells you to make a realistic goal, Right? To have realistic goals, punch them in the throat. <laughs> like Chuck Norris throat punch. <laughs> so you uh you you probably have lunch with Grant Cardo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no. <laughs> no. I watch him on Facebook, but I mean I I'd love to meet him one day. Grant Cardone, put, look me up. So uh th- the reason is because when you have a realistic goal, who's who's whose realism? Is it yours? Because my, my realism is I'm going to be a millionaire in five years. So screw you if you don't think so. So I'll be like, well, I just, I wish I get out of debt. Like, okay, you could do that next year if you really wanted to. Go buy some crap on eBay and sell it for double what it's worth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> go to the freaking dollar store and go buy some crap and then sell it on eBay. Go on Craigslist. Go garbage shopping, garbage picking. Go to 
you know, whatever. I used to buy storage units at auction to fund my dream. I used to buy storage units at auction. I buy $250 storage unit. Everything in there is worth like 500. You know what I mean? And that's what I used to do. And, and I got good at it. Like I built, my wife and I built an entire business. We had a store called Vintage Dreams. Mm-hmm. And it was all of the stuff that we found in storage units. And we wow. built, and we built this. I used to ship stuff to Houston all the time when I was in San Antonio. I used to ship stuff to Houston all the time because when I, when I had a break, um, I would be running a store and I would be building a business like an antique business. And guys like, do you have a gas pump phone? You know, as a matter of fact, I do. I have a gas pump phone. <laughs> Tell you what, um, $40, I'll sell it to you for $40 is regular price for 60, $40. And, um, and I'll pay for shipping. How about that? He's like, wow, that's like half price. I'm like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> come see us sometime and so he would like do you have this do you have this and then he'd pay full price for everything else because I made him that one connection mm-hmm. I made one connection to a guy in Houston who then referred a bunch of people to me and then I sold a bunch of stuff so I'm not shipping stuff to, to Dallas to Houston to wherever I had people I closed the store down in 2013 when I got to uh, North Carolina 2015 I'm still getting phone calls hi is Vintage Dream still available no it's uh, closed down uh, it's been closed down for two years oh yeah I was referred to a guy uh, you know Mike um, you know yeah because I, I cultivated relationships and I took that what I learned about cultivating relationships and I and I do that in my business right now it's all about relationships for the money it's not it's not about the money for me I can do anything for money I have a military job I got money I got that doesn't bother me what it is is I one of my values is relationships. And if I can cultivate a relationship to where I can go back to the well again and again, right? Because I've cultivated a relationship. I'm helping them. They're helping me. I'm helping them. They're helping me. Like, you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, think about it as a, as a relationship bank. You make deposits all the time. You make deposits because you bring someone's life value. And so you made a deposit. Sometimes you need to make a withdrawal. Hey man, do you know this guy who can, man, if you could hook me up with that guy who could elevate me, man, I, you know, that'd be, that'd be really great. And then along the way of your elevation, you are then elevating the people around you that are making those connections for you. My, my very good friend, Lane Etheridge, he's like my speaker coach, business coach, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, so he's, he's my, my speaker coach, you know, business, whatever. And so He's elevating me. He's he's elevating me. And so I'm making connections for him. He's making connections with me, but we're elevating each other at the same time. And and that's what that's what I absolutely love. That's that's what I love to do. Make connections and elevate people's lives. Excellent. Thanks. Where should um I think that's a good place to wrap up so that we don't hope that you say something brilliant again later. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, because I was going to ask him something before you did. Okay. I knew you were going to do that. I feel like okay, go, go ahead. Go ahead. But I got it, one question. And, and Kelvin has a, has a good way of it's bringing a, it's a, it's a It's a Josh question. Basically, so right now, we've, we had this mega power conversation with you because we have talked less than any conversation we've ever had with anybody so far. If you had to say, give one piece of advice, and you only had, I don't know, two minutes, whatever you want to do, to give a piece of advice that you, so you are passing this person in the airport, and you are compelled to tell them something that will change their life, what is the piece of advice that you would give them? I would absolutely tell them to, oh man, this is... I go a bunch of different ways, but pick, I, I'll, okay, you can pick two. I mean, you're you're good. Yeah. We got well, well, I'll go to I go to my go-to man. I'll go to my go-to, right? So, so my go-to, right, is that you have the gift that that is so amazingly special that you have to give it away. Our greatest gift that we have ever been gifted is the ability to have a positive impact difference in the lives of everyone around us. If you're not giving your gift away, you are committing spiritual suicide. Our gift to give away is the positive effect that we could have in everyone's life. If everyone made a point to wake up every day and impact someone in a positive way around them, and they paid it forward and paid it forward and paid it forward, we'd live in a beautiful world. We'd absolutely live in a beautiful world. It's like the guy who pays for the Starbucks behind him. Yeah. And then he pays for the guy and he pays for the guy. He's the, it's like, you know, he's paying it forward. Our greatest gift 
is the positive effect that we can have in someone's life when we least expect it. And you have to give that gift away every day. And then the second thing I always tell everyone is to live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out your values, lead your life by example. Never apologize for being awesome. Never apologize for being amazing. But in order to be a person of value, because you have to be a person of value. If you are a person of value, you will already be successful. Okay? So you have to be a person of value. And when you are a person of value and you give that value away, you are giving away that gift. And that is what it is meant to be. We are meant to have a positive impact in the lives of everyone around us. So you have to do that by living out your values and living your brand. TM. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. Thank you very much. Right. You're welcome. Your turn. Where would, you like people, where would you like people to find you online? Yeah, so my website is uh, thesuccesscore.com, C-O-R-P-S, thesuccesscore.com. I'm on Facebook. Um, my speaker page is uh, Sean Douglas, speaker, master, resiliency trainer, and author. Or if you just go to the website, facebook.com slash Sean, S-E-A-M, Sean Douglas Speaks. Uh, my Facebook page is The Success Core. And if you want to learn more about my radio show, you can go to blogtalkradio.com slash life transformation radio. My show is on iTunes and it's on Stitcher. And we are live Wednesdays at 5.30 Eastern time on blogtalkradio.com slash life transformation radio. We're a live radio show. So you can call in, talk to the guests. And we'll have, uh, we'll have all those links at a... Uh Perfect. And I'm on LinkedIn too. You can look me up on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn too. <laughs> we, so, we, we all are, and everybody forgets to mention it. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, suddenly get like I don't know eight, nine thousand, you know, kids. You know, yeah. Yeah. Say thanks. No. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. <laughs> no, excellent. Well, this has been an invigorating conversation. I am very glad that we had the opportunity to talk with you, uh, and and to listen to you. You're a uh, dynamic, penetrating individual, and I wish you all the success that you can stand. Eh, just look, you know, maybe 10% more. <laughs> and, then, and then you can grow into it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, grow into yeah it. It has been a, it's been a pleasure um, meeting you guys. I love meeting, you know, people who are doing shows and podcasts and, 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 and sharing ideas. And, and, man, this is what I live for, man. This is, I'm, I'm just humbled. Uh, for the opportunity to inspire people. This is what I live for. All right. Well, this is a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You guys are going to impact millions. You know it. Thank you so much. All right. Have an awesome day there. You, uh, you too. Right. See you guys. See hey, thanks for listening. Show notes and more at jkwdpodcast.com.